From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey and Orlando, Florida, this is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for Week 17 of the 2017 season. New Year's Eve, the year 2017, and we thank Luke Morrow for waiting uh, to go into Walt Disney World and talking to us. I know it was very hard for you, Luke, to have to wait to see Disney and and in Epcot, and the Animal Kingdom, and the Castle, and Cinderella, and and Olaf, and Elsa, and all the gang. So I thank you. Well, my pleasure. Hey, that's the that's the power of football. I still got to watch the Vikings today. What are you looking forward to most about Disney? As a grown a um, uh, uh, grown adult. <laughs> yeah, good question. I don't know. I guess just the. the uh, uh, the fireworks show for for midnight. That is such a rated G professional. I don't want to anger any employer's answer. <laughs> well, it's the truth. <laughs> I am most excited for the fireworks. Aww. Of course. Aww. All right. Um, let's start with coaches. Do you think John Gruden's going to go to Oakland? Uh, I don't. Um, it's hard to see him go anywhere. I guess just because it's been the majority of the reports, I would see Tampa Bay, although it looks like they're going to keep their cutter. Uh, the report, though, is that he doesn't like Sean McDonough as much as he liked Mike Tirico, and you know now he's kind of looking to get out of the booth and maybe back to the sidelines. So I just don't see the Raiders getting rid of Del Rio yet with three years on his contract and Mark Davis being a bit of a, a cheaper owner. There is a lot of money um, involved and things like this. Um, let's keep going down the carousel of sorts. Um, the Giants bring in Dave Gettleman as their GM. And they look to be uh, hiring Jim Schwartz as the head coach. Uh, you're not a Giant fan, but if you were, would you be happy? Yeah, mixed feelings. Because the, the, the biggest issue for me with the Giants is that, I mean, they were just a, a train wreck off the field. And for Schwartz, when he was the head coach with Detroit, I mean, they had the same problems. He had no control over those guys with, with Sue getting in uh, all of his sorts of issues and even Schwartz going after Harbaugh after a game. I mean, what kind of impression does that set when the head coach is starting fights with other coaches on the field? So, uh, you know, I don't know if he's the guy to come in and clean that up there in New York and try to get somebody like Odell Beckham in line. I will say, though, He's a good defensive coach. They got the pieces, or at least thought they had the pieces on the defensive side, so maybe he could get that defense back to what it was last year when it led them to the 11 wins. Exactly. Um, <coughs> Bruce Arians, is this the end of the line? Do you think this is one of those retirements that's actually a retirement? I think so. Um, and if he does retire and the Vikings lose their offensive coordinator, I'd love to have him uh, get out of the, his short retirement and come be the offensive coordinator in Minnesota. But uh, I think he does retire from uh, at least head coaching in Arizona, take some time off. Um, the only issue is that he says he's going to make a decision between now and February. And at that point for Arizona, you may miss out on a lot of your favorite head coaching candidates. So if I'm Arizona, I'm kind of hoping he, he makes a quick decision one way or the other. Chuck Pagano's gone. and Is, is this something that should have happened about five years ago? I would say so. I mean, Indianapolis, as we saw this year, is a bit of a mess beyond Pagano with this whole Andrew Luck situation. They fired the GM because that got weird and, and uh, kind of nasty off the field. Um, but, yeah, Pagano has kind of been on borrowed time. Um, 
you know, it's tough to say, and the Red Sox kind of went through the same thing with John Farrell, but when he came back from his, his cancer diagnosis, I mean, you don't want to be the organization that gets rid of a guy after recovering from cancer. And uh, so I think that kind of bought him some time. Um, but really, his teams have oftentimes been unprepared. Uh, they fought hard this year with the lack of talent, but uh, he just he really hasn't done a good job. And, and the best job done in Indianapolis was when Bruce Arians was running that team. And finally, do you agree that Jordan Spieth's hole out at the Travelers was the number one shot of the year in golf? Oh, absolutely. Ay, ay, ay. I try, folks. I try. Someday I, I will bring them over. All right. Um, hey, you have to give me credit for, for pushing hard on this. What's that? For trying to get you to watch more golf. Oh, yes. I never expect that to stop. Okay. All right, this is um, this is how this is going to work. We've got you know the same reason why there's no Sunday night football game is the same reason why it's tough for us to to uh, figure out how to do these picks in the right way and pick our games and go about this right. So here we go. We're going to try to just navigate some of this weird playoff scenario stuff as best we can. Jacksonville, Tennessee, um, for my money. Luke, uh, I, I think this is a big day for Jacksonville. They did not play well against Jimmy G last week. <clears throat> and I think that if you want to end up in the playoffs on a good note, you play well today. Tennessee is a team desperate for a spot. This would be a really good win for Blake Bortles and company. This team has a chance to do really good things in the playoff, but not the way they played last week. No, certainly not. I mean, they were the number one defense going in. They allowed 44 points to a guy making his sixth career start, you know, the terrible San Francisco team. Uh, yeah, if you lose today for Jacksonville, you kind of forget this great season that they've had their best in a long time, and you head into the playoffs with a bad taste in your mouth coming off back-to-back losses. They got slaughtered by Tennessee back in week two, but you know, this is both a different Jacksonville and a different Tennessee team today. Titans obviously playing for their their playoff lives, but um, you know, for Jacksonville specifically, not only the defense, but Blake Bortles needs to play better because he was pretty lousy last weekend. The Jaguars are eight and zero when he takes care of the football, doesn't turn it over, and they're what two and five when he does have turnovers. And the big issue when they got killed against Tennessee was I think he had three turnovers in that game. So for Bortles to try to quiet the doubters once again, I think he needs to have a good game heading into uh, his first playoff start because, I mean, he's really been the Achilles heel of that team. When he plays decent, they can win, and when he looks like the Bortles of old, that's when they've lost this year. Uh, we are going to skip New England and the Jets except for this. How many interceptions will Christian Hackenberg throw if he actually gets playing time? <laughs> Three. I'm going to go four. I, I, I think he's going to get P, uh, give uh, Peterman a run for his money. Yeah, and that Peterman ordeal could cost the Bills their playoffs, but oddly enough. That's a good segue. Um, you've got several teams here. Miami, um, sorry, uh, Buffalo, Los Angeles, and uh, Baltimore, and I'm forgetting somebody, um, who are all live here. Yeah, Baltimore... Tennessee, Chargers, Bills, those teams all playing for two spots. And um, for my money, Luke, um, uh, you've got – I'll put it this way. 
I think that Los Angeles, even though they they need a ton of help in the process, has the best has, is is the best team of that bunch. However, I think because of the way the records are, we're looking at the Ravens and the Titans actually getting into the playoffs, uh, which is interesting because I think both of those teams are just promptly going to lose once they get in. Oh, absolutely. Um, and it's crazy to me that the Ravens could end up with well, potentially eleven wins. Is, is it uh, no ten? There would be ten and yeah. six. Ten. Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. Either way, that team is not good. And the Titans, as I've said all year, I mean, they were the worst 8-4 team I've seen, and they could back into the playoffs today. I think the Chargers are the best of the three. Yep. They just happened to get into that 0-4 hole that they've been unable to dig out of. And the Bills are even pretty tough, but, you know, right now it's the Titans and Ravens controlling their own destiny. Uh, the only team I would be fearful of those four in the postseason, like I said, would be the Chargers, I think, would be the only one that could win a playoff game. Ravens, Titans, if they win today, they're in. I expect them to probably, you know, both be one and done as the wild cards. As do I. And uh, as as you look at um, the playoffs, I think that if uh, that, you, that it all comes down to Antonio Brown's health, if Antonio Brown is not healthy, I think this is a pretty easy walk for the Patriots. Yeah, I would say so. That's their only true competition. If the Jaguars had a, uh, an actual quarterback, yes. they could compete. Um, but, uh, yeah, Antonio Brown is a, the X factor for the Steelers um, as they tried to knock off the Patriots. And that's why that game a couple weeks back for home field advantage was so huge because, obviously, it's a lot tougher to go to New England and win than for the Steelers to have them come to them. Someone revving their engine for you, Luke? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Disney. And it's New Year's. They're ready to go. Are 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 you in new in in Disney right now? No, I'm not. I'm uh, I'm a few miles out of Disney. I'm okay, little, good. Because I was about to say you found the quietest spot inside Disney. Uh, Carolina, Atlanta, Arizona, Seattle. Atlanta controls its own destiny. Seattle needs help. Luke, uh, if if you're Atlanta. I mean, you've let so many games go by the wayside, but Seattle has no defense. If you, Atlanta is the more potent team to if if they get in the playoffs. But I somehow feel like Russell Wilson's going to do some kind of Houdini job and get them in the playoffs. Yeah, and that's that's the the quarterback I would be from other NFC teams. I don't want him in the postseason. I mean, the Seahawks are, are certainly not that good. They're the worst of all the teams that would be in the the opportunity for the wild card spots. But Russell Wilson, if you look at the track record, we know what he's done. And he's been the only quarterback of that bunch that has been able to win playoff games on the road. I mean, Drew Brees is something like 1-5 and five on the road in the postseason. Matt Ryan, I don't think, has ever won a playoff game on the road. Um, so that's what you get fearful of if Russell Wilson gets in as a wild card, goes on the road. He's been able to win those games um, before. But it's funny with the NFC, when you look at the top three seeds, you have Nick Foles, Case Keenum, and uh, Jared Goff, who have never been in the playoffs before. And then the bottom three of the, the NFC will be Drew Brees and then either Matt Ryan or Russell Wilson and Cam Newton, who have all been there and have had success. Uh, in fact, have all been to Super Bowl. So it's kind of an inverted NFC. Uh, I think the Falcons will take care of business today. And then it will make it for an interesting playoff where the teams with the experience are the lower seeds having to go on the road. Has someone clinched the two seed in the NFC? Well, if the Vikings win today, they lock up the two seed they lose, it opens the door to the Panthers, but there's one of four scenarios where the Vikings could lock up the two seed, whether they win or they get three other teams to either win or lose. They just need one of the four. 
Do you want to see them try today? Oh, absolutely. Uh, two seed would be huge for them. They got the Bears at home, so it should be a win for them either way. But, um, you know, if they do lock it up and get the bye next week, that's why I'd rather have the starters play today and at least play a, a half a game. Uh, it'd be nice to get Bridgewater some work in case they need him for some reason in the postseason. But if you sit someone like Case Keenum today, then you have to buy next week. You know, now he's going in to a big playoff game, having not played the last two weeks. So, uh, you know, I want them to play the guys, play hard, try to get that W, lock up the important two seed because everyone else that they're interested in for the two seed is playing in the afternoon. So take care of business first and make those games irrelevant instead of you know scoreboard washing. But caveat: Los Angeles is resting everybody. Yes, because I, I, to me, it says that the Rams are trying to get to the four seeds so that they can go to Philadelphia as opposed to uh, Minnesota. And I think that's a, a dicey game to play, um, that they'd rather have Philadelphia than, than Minnesota, the way things just line up in the postseason. I don't blame them. You'd rather play the Eagles than the Vikings. But to me, I'd rather have uh, as high of a seed as possible because otherwise they're going to have to welcome in, uh, it looks like as of now, the Panthers, and that's certainly not an easy game. 12-4, and four, if the Vikings get there, did you ever expect this? No, I did not. I thought they'd have a chance at the division, but I saw them more as a wild-card team, and I was thinking maybe like 10-6 and six, um, and get in the playoffs. Uh, but they have surprised me with the way they played, especially if you were to tell me that Sam Bradford would only play six quarters and Dalvin Cook wouldn't make it through the first four games. I would have thought that would probably be below 500. So uh, it's been remarkable. And they're the only team in the league right now with the top 10 offense and defense, uh, which is even more surprising when you factor in that it's Case Keenum leading this team. I mean, they have a chance today to get more wins this year at Case Keenum than they had in 2009 with that magical team with Brett Favre. Uh, that still boggles my mind. That is insane. All right, since you're in Disney, maybe you'll, you'll be honest with me. If Aaron Rodgers stays healthy, the Vikings record is what? Well, I don't know how much it affects the Vikings' record. I mean, they may not beat the Packers both times. They may not beat them at all. So if you take away those two games, you know, they, they'd be, what, 11-4 and four today? Yeah. Um, or 10-5, and five, whatever it is. So, yeah. Uh, it, it would change things a little bit. But at the same time, I mean, it, it has no effect on the other teams that they've beaten. And as of, I think it was like two or three weeks ago, the Vikings actually led the league in most wins against teams with winning records. So it's not like... They've had a bit of a cupcake schedule like the Eagles have had, who have beaten, I think, two teams this year with winning records. Uh, you know, the Vikings have gone on the road. They've beaten tough teams. But Packers games may be different. I don't know if the division would be. We shall see. You know, Luke, um, there are times where, unfortunately, we get to the end of our radio program. Uh, I know. It's really depressing. Can you rally for our picks? Uh, it is Disney, so... I'm in a good mood today. Okay. Uh, your game of the day is what? Uh, that's tough to say. You know, I can still <laughs> say uh, uh, the Saints. Okay. The Saints, by the way, are playing Tampa. We kind of touched on oh, that sorry. game. I take that back. The Panthers-Falcons. <laughs> okay. There, there you go. Um, <laughs> let's get that fact right. Uh, I'll go that direction, though. It's basically split, which is why Al and Chris and Michelle have the weekend off. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, the game to watch golf during, which is, you know, you can watch every PGA Tour final round from this past year, if you wish. Ooh, I know. I'll say any game that has zero playoff implications, which is uh, quite a few of them. Well, in case you're wondering, now, see, that's an interesting pick because the Browns are facing the Steelers. Oof. <laughs> 
So if we take that out, um, Texans Colts is a wonderful game of four and eleven versus three and twelve. Yeah, that's terrible. Two backup quarterbacks and two coaches who it looks like Bill O'Brien will stay, but both coaches may be working their final game with those teams. Yeah, um, your uh, survivor game. Uh, I guess it's chalk, but I guess the Steelers over the Browns. Yeah, are going to go zero and sixteen. No Big Ben today, though. Ooh, I did not know that. Okay. And no Le'Veon Bell. Um, hmm, interesting. I'll say the Saints over the Bucks. Okay, so you really, you are giving Cleveland a, a window of opportunity. I'm giving them a fighter's chance today. All right. Um, I, I would go, um, if I'm not going to go that, that direction. Oh, God, there's some... There's some middling teams. I'm going to go Minnesota uh, because um, I, I'm going to go with your Vikings because Chicago is about to lose their coach, which, which is indicative of, of how their year went. Uh, I think that's the sleeper game. <laughs> um, I'll say Steelers-Browns because the Browns will get their first win. Uh, Hackenberg should attract the eyes of every football fan in America. And by then, Tom Brady should be on the bench in his scuba suit to stay warm. <laughs> Who's your player to watch today? I'm curious to see how uh, Pat Mahomes does in his debut. That could create some controversy in Kansas City. And uh, Blake Bortles needs to bounce back. And then I'm also curious to see Jimmy G against the Rams. Uh, Ryan Seacrest, how does he fare in the cold tonight? You like that? Yes, I do. I'm glad you like it. That is the Sunday spread. See, for once, we're, we're, every game was on Sunday. Isn't that beautiful? I do like it. If you were home, would you watch Red Zone today to be able to track all 16 games? Oh, absolutely. I'd have the Vikings game on, and then come 4 o'clock, that's where the games that I'm more interested in there, are, are on. I'd have the Red Zone. You finally there. embraced Red Zone. It took us five years, but we finally got there. I've come around a little bit. Okay, you've come around a little bit. Thank you, Luke. Enjoy, uh, enjoy Walt Disney. Thank you. Happy New Year. Thank you, and enjoy your football Sunday, everybody.